is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Whoa! Here we are again. Oh, we're doing it again, aren't we? (laughs) How long can we keep this up? I'm already giving up. My head hurts trying to talk like this. I'm putting so much pressure on the back of my throat. It's hard to come up with new intros. Yeah. Not that anyone wants us to come up with new intros. Oh, dude, your wife's watching Adventure Time. Nice. Can we pause this? No, we got two more episodes to record tonight. All right. <laughs> what do we got going? Uh, well, we're not watching Adventure Time, that's for sure. Do you guys watch that a lot at your house? Uh, not really. I think... Well, uh, you should, Steve. I think it's a little... Well, actually, you know what? I think I've watched them all. Really? Like, I've watched everything that's on Netflix, unless they put new new ones on recently. We put it on and just let it run, man. I don't know uh, if I've yeah. seen them all. There's only, like... Last I looked, there was only two seasons on Netflix. Really? But there might be more now. Maybe I need to go back. Yeah, no idea. All right. Um, <laughs> What's new is that we got that gear supply box a few weeks ago. Yeah, and we've had a chance to... Test at least a couple things out. Yeah, experience a little bit of the uh, the adventure that is getting the gear supply box. Uh, we last time we talked about it, we talked about what a great experience it is to get this big old box in the mail and open it up, and feels like opening a treasure chest full of all kinds of little treats. Yeah, uh, I got a chance to play around with the electric guitar strings. I forget the gauge. I think it was the light tens. The it's like ten to forty two or whatever. I think so. I put that on my Strat. At the same time that I put those McNelly pickups in, right, which is another thing we need to do a full review of, uh, the strings, they they feel like good strings to me. Yeah, I've I've played strings that I thought were bad strings. I don't think these are bad strings. Uh, I don't think I've ever played strings where I was like, oh, these are, this is this is the thing that does it for me. This is exceptional. It's like there's there's it's kind of like a binary thing. There's either good or bad. Yeah. And there's not really much variation in between for me. I've had preferences before. I, I used to like to use Blue Steels a lot. I still like them, but they've just become hard to get. Right. I don't think it, they're popular, so they're not carried around a lot of places anymore. But I, I was very happy playing with the Gear Supply strings on the Strat. I thought they felt good. They sound good. Uh, days later, they haven't gone mot- muddy yet or anything like that. Uh, That's I've, good. I've had that trouble with uh, Ernie Ball strings where they start out super bright and then they go super muddy really quick. Huh. These did not start out super bright and they haven't gone muddy. So that's kind of what I look for in the strings that I like. Right. Uh, other than that, there's there's strings. Yeah, I'm taking home the bass strings. And some acoustic and strings. And the acoustic strings. And I... If I get a chance to restring uh, before Sunday, I will be using those, start using them pretty much uh, this Sunday, and I will actually get to use them a, a few times before we meet up again, so I should be, hopefully be able to give a full review on them. Nice. On the bass string and on, acoustic? On the acoustic strings. Oh, okay. Uh, the bass strings, uh, I don't even know what I'm supposed to play bass again. So we're going to be you know, doing kind of like a progressive review of yeah. gear supply as the weeks go on and as we get to use these things. Also do uh, a more official review of the McNelly pickups. Yeah. But uh, initial reaction is that uh, uh, I like them. Yeah, they they sound really good. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a departure from what I had on my uh, strap before. They're not as 
the the you know obviously the humbucker doesn't sound like a single coil but the the single coils that are on there they have their own flavor too yeah so it's it's uh it's gonna be interesting interesting review i think they sound good but i also think they sound different yeah uh, we got that Gear Supply Co. cleaner as well. Oh yeah, you you scrubbed down your uh, your seventies Mexican Strat today yeah. that you picked up off of Craigslist a while back. So you degreased it a little bit. What did you think? Uh, honestly, like I th- I threw it on that Strat and it the crap on it is so thick it's gonna <laughs> it needs to be credit carded. Right, uh, which I use a like a credit card or a gift card instead of a razor blade uh-huh. to do grime cleaning. Right, um, but I mean, it looked like it was taking it off. It was just going to take a bunch of passes to do it. It's sure. just too thick. Um, but I, it definitely seemed like for uh, like regular cleaning, it would help a lot. Sure, sure. Uh, my this guitar that I brought over is just so grimed up that uh, you the stuff that you would want to use to like clean that level of dirt off would like also eat away your pit guard <laughs> acetone some kind of industrial solvent yeah i i used it on the neck of my strat when i was changing the pit guard and the pickups because basically i had all the strings off so why not do it then and uh, it took the finger grease off my board really easily yeah i did one pass and it took most of it off and i was like well I kind of like having a little grease, but I'm I'm here. I might as well do it. So I took did a second pass, and it basically got almost all the rest off. There were just a little bits that I could have gotten with with a third pass with the edge of a of a of a towel or something like that. But I didn't feel like getting it perfect because I didn't want it perfect. I like to have a little bit of character on there. There's little bits of grease that I left like underneath the curl of the headstock. I'll leave that because that's that's my grease. I need to keep that around just in case I run out. You know. Yeah. What are you looking at? Um, get, my wife took uh, the kids to like some babysitting thing. Oh, okay. And then like went shopping for the night. Nice. So now I'm getting like details and it, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the, one of the things I really liked about the cleaner, and I have to admit I haven't bought other guitar cleaners because uh, I'm not a cleaning type of guy. Uh, but what I liked about it is it doesn't smell like anything. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, I've used, uh, various other things in the past that I don't want to mention cause it's embarrassing to clean guitars oh my gosh. <laughs> and it always left, uh, an odor that I didn't like and did other things that I didn't like. Yeah. This is, you use it and it's like, you never used it. It's just your guitar is cleaner. Right. And it's a pump spray. So it's like, you don't really have to worry about like, I know with a few, a couple of the bigger brands of like. Uh, fretboard conditioner or cleaner they're like an aerosolized can so some people are like hesitant to use that kind of stuff and uh-huh. they prefer the pump well it I wouldn't want to pack an aerosol can in a music bag that I know I have a tendency to leave in my car right because <laughs> <laughs> those things explode in cars I would be fine throwing that in the car um, but yeah, it's just like it didn't smell anything. It didn't leave any kind of residue or anything like that. It's like I never used it. It's just there, there's less grease on my guitar now. Uh, I need to pull out one of my guitars that has like a greasy body and clean up the body. Uh, I'm not sure which one have that. I think maybe the, uh, the, the Hamer has a lot of smudges on it. Right. So maybe I'll attack that with the cleaner at some point. Well, I know you're going to take it home tonight, but I'll get it eventually. 
Alright, uh, I think that wraps that up, so let's hit some ads. Yeah, let's hit them hard. Uh, let's first... hit them in the face. <laughs> first off, Steve, I think that you should get this bass amp. Oh, man. Pa I should get this uh... bass amp? Get this bass amp was sent to us by Tyler Nickel. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see if I can this find... This has a lot of text on it. Alright. It is... Uh... Uh, I'll, I'll read the title. You can read the body. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, get this amp, and chicks will really dig your massive bottom end. Is that the whole title? That's the whole title. All right. Get this bass amp, and you'll be so cool that chicks will finally dig you. Who needs talent when you can just blow the people? What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> Hold on. No, I'm having some issues because I have the brightness turned down on my phone. And oh, I okay. Legitimately can't read uh, <laughs> this. Oh, there we go. Sort of. It's also, I have a tiny phone. Uh, when you can just blow the people who think that your playing sucks right out of the room. Oh, there it is. You can blow them right out of the room with 150 watts of raw spine-crushing power. Why, quote, read P or N... When you can rattle your peanuts with this baby. I don't... And why read P or N? Porn. Oh, is that what that's supposed yeah. to be? Yeah. That's... P or N. Oh, my god! So you take out the spaces and it spells porn. Plus, buy my 150-watt PV bass amp with 15-inch Black Widow Speaker. Speaker? And Speaker. <laughs> speaker and built-in chorus. And I'll give you two free bass lessons. Free is in quotations here. Uh, okay, whatever. First lesson, uh, don't buy this this amp from this guy. <laughs> then you can do shows playing in rat-infested dives. I can't wait to do a show. Get free beer. People will throw bottles at your head. Hot women will be all over you. You'll catch lobster... Oh, lobsters, crabs. Crab? Yeah. Is there... I don't understand. I that. think he's... Oh, there we go. There's some kind of uh, yeah, here, I, swear word that he's trying to indicate, I think. Because uh, there's like three right. uh, three stars. Yeah, it's it's a footnote. I'll read the footnote in a second. Okay. Oh, here we go. I'll just read it right now. Note. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, what the hell does he mean by lobsters? Well, I did want to use another more commonly used term referring to parasitic insects inhabiting the human genital area. That was significantly more humorous than lobsters. But that was forcibly removed by request from Kihihi due to the apparent proliferation of overly impressionable five-year-olds that peruse the musical instrument section here. So, if this upsets you as much as it has me, feel free to remind Kihihihi that we are supposed to be living in a democracy, free speech, yada yada. Now then, back to our regularly scheduled program. Apparently Canadian... Uh, I didn't know they had... Apparently Canada's Craigslist has uh, some strong censorship. I never knew Canada was a democracy. I thought they had a queen. I thought they were a socialist. What, socialist democracy? I, I guess there's, they just, an, there's an element of democracy to them. I think they just have kick-ass health care. I don't know if that if they're really socialists, but they do have a queen. I thought that was their whole thing, is that they're, they're, they've got socialism. What social... Socialism doesn't... I know there's, there's varying degrees of all that, right, but anyway, I don't know. And eventually, you'll even get paid after expenses, $4. Woohoo, ka-ching, enough money to, for discount bologna and crackers. Mind you, having your own bass guitar is kind of a prerequisite. Being mature, like I am, finish school and or unemployed with lots of free time on your hands and available to practice, i.e. not having your nose chained up to your girl, up chained to your girlfriend's hiney, kind of helps too. And yes, Sherlock, if this ad is still posted, then duh, the amp is still available. 
So tell me all about you. What bands you like and what your general goals are besides walking or waiting for the Doritos truck to accidentally drop off a shipment through your basement window. I have a bunch of chord changes typed out to help you along, but you must be willing to put in an hour or so of personal practice every day by yourself. Hey, what did you think? That your bass was going to play itself? Then you can start doing shows within a month. I'm serious. That's all it takes. Or if that's too much commitment for your bone-lazy, Nintendo-loving, weed-stained brain, then just learn a few tunes and jam with me whenever you can. I've been playing guitar and bass for over 20 years, and I'm into classic rock and top 40. No grunge or metal. But if you feel like hauling your butt down to my neck of the woods, the lessons are $25 per hour. Or I can also play bass with your band, providing that I can clear at least $100 per night. Dang. Dang, dude. Oh, yeah. About the amp. It's a PVTNT 150-watt combo bass amplifier. 150 watts of Babe Magnet power. I've never heard of Babe Magnets. Babe Magnet. Is that anything like El Nico? Uh, I think that's kind of like Chick Magnet. Is that like a ceramic? Magnet? It sounds a chick magnet sounds like this. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, I'm impressed. Easily able to rattle your neighbor's fillings, freak out your goldfish, and get you booted out of out of your apartment. But hey, don't worry. You can always crash with some of those wholesome groupies that you'll meet at gigs. Comes with these features: 15-inch Black Widow speaker, nine-band graphic EQ, plus bass treble and treble slash punch boost. Two. High and low, shiftable crossover outputs. Built-in chorus effect. Sounds really deep. About two feet wide, two and a half feet high. It's also good that this thing has wheels, because this biatch is pretty damn heavy. This The amp sounds great, but it's way more than I need, so I got something smaller. So just shell out $360 firm, and you can start doing your very own God of Thunder impersonation. If you don't have a mullet, that was a kiss reference. <laughs> I might consider uh, trading for a tube combo amp for guitar, plus cash. Please tell me the brand and model number, but don't ask me to trade for anything else. I need my drug money now! Oh, man. Who spends that much time writing a description for a freaking uh, PVTNT 150? So, I was going to say, these are, like, pretty decent amps for their time. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, super giggable amp. Yeah, uh... I think for most, like, garagey or dive bar kind of places, like, this is more than enough. Um, but $360, even in Canadian dollars, yeah, uh, that's super high. I feel like I've seen these in U.S. for like $150. What is, what is that? Like, like Three, $450 U.S.? I think $360 Canadian is probably like $300-ish, $275, $300 U.S. Okay, I went the wrong direction. Yeah. Their money is worth a little bit less than ours. Okay. I gotta uh, say, I kind of wish that PV would go back to this aesthetic with the, the silver stripes on the side. I always thought that was classy. Yeah, the current uh, the current TNT line, because they still make these bass amps as far as I know. Yeah. Um, the, I, the overall aesthetic is just kind of like, it's very modern. It kind of reminds me of what Yorkville has done in recent years, uh, but it's just kind of generic. And I think PV... In like the 80s and 90s, when they were doing like the silver piping stuff, uh-huh. had a very like recognizable. I think they uh, could look to it. I think they could take that concept and minimalize it, dude. Just make it very minimal, make it very classy, and people would be like, "Yeah, that's a musician's stage amp, right? You know, that's a real amp, right? Instead of looking like uh, it's themed to look like an amp, you know." 
Like it looks like a real piece of musical equipment. Like you could, you could throw this next to a rack mount and it would look at home. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my takeaway. Other than that, I guess if you want to write huge stories on your uh, classified ads, that's cool. But uh, if I was looking for amps and I saw this, there's no way I would have found the details of the amp. That stuff should have been up front at the top. <laughs> I, I, I kind of liked the ramble. If the price was better, I think I would be on the fence like, oh, is this a guy who I actually want to buy something from? Yeah, at that, at that like, price, you're or, ba- basically paying him to be a writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want an amp. I don't want to pay you to write a book, oh buddy. <laughs> uh, so it's just kind of crazy. I, I don't know. It's um, an entertaining read. It was a good ad. Yeah. Who sent that one? Uh, Tyler Nickel. That's right. Uh, let's move on to this brand new guild. This is a brand new guild. Brand new. No question about it. It was sent to us by Travis Goodman yeah. a few weeks ago. Uh, let me pull this up. You can tell it's brand new by the Santa Claus sticker. Oh, the I Alice and Chain sticker. By the non-matching uh, bridge pins? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not non-matching. It's missing four. Oh, my bad. You can tell by the Nirvana sticker. There's a sticker of a rose yeah. and uh, a Sub Pop sticker and some guy with an A on his head. Uh, brand new Guild Acoustic Electric Guitar yeah. in OC. Brand new guild, blah, blah, blah. Okay, beautiful, awesome guitar. I love it. It's brand new. I just got it recently. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I just found out I'm getting a Gibson. Hummingbird Acoustic Electric, and I need some money to pay for it, etc. Also comes with a really cool brand new hard shell case with white stitching around the sides. The guild. Dude, you can't call this brand new when you got freaking ugly stickers all over it. You can't call it brand new when you're missing, like, four super important parts. Yeah, well, more than four, eight, because there's four strings and four pens. Okay, right. Uh, He's got pictures on here that are misleading that show it without stickers and a price tag on the uh, the pick card. And then suddenly it's in a case covered in stickers. It's like, dude, what happened? You bought this thing? And then slapped as many stickers on as you could get as quick as possible. And, and lost four bridge pins. Yeah. It, we we have the impression here that it doesn't matter how long you've owned this thing. It's had a rough life. Yeah. Like, yeah. you could have owned this thing two days, and I'm not interested, because who knows what you did in those two days. You went on some kind of, like, hangover adventure with this guitar. <laughs> If how who knows how many nights it was on top of a roof in Las Vegas? And he doesn't give any model name or number, and expects us to be interested at nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yeah, I don't know what the price ranges on are on guilds these days, but I'm pretty sure it could be all over the map. I don't know if she if uh, if she um, if they have like a mo- I mean I'm sure they do. But I don't know if Guild is even making any guitars in the U.S. right now. Are there acoustics made in the U.S.? I have no idea. Is that a Fender company? Um, they were. They were. I don't know if they still are. Yeah, who knows? I think Guild might be owned by like Cordoba. Is that were they part of that deal? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> we talked about it a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. How am I supposed to remember everything? 
Oh, you're supposed to remember this stuff, Ryan. Yeah. So I got nothing else to say about that thing. It's an acoustic guitar. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I own a couple acoustic guitars. They're good to have you around. You do own a couple acoustic guitars. I just guitars. never perform with them, you know? And nope. I, don't, I don't write for them. I'll probably get back into doing street music someday and I'll get you back. You think so? Yeah, who knows? Why not? In my old age, get out there. Yeah, go to Balbal Park. Yeah. Be play, what, play for all the other like old people that want to hear some schlub playing Nirvana tunes. Yeah, it'll be a big thing when uh, when I'm in my 40s and 50s. Like, oh, honey, look, someone playing songs from our time. Oh, yeah. Let's give them some of our money because we're so rich now and old. I read an article today about how uh, nostalgia is going to start hitting in cycles uh-huh. because basically like because we're in this uh, with pop culture and especially with like movies, we're in this reboot cycle Yeah, where it's like you had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Well, you had the show and like the movie in the 80s. Now, like now that that was a movie for us as kids. And now that we're adults, they've made it again. So basically, they made it for us as adults, but also for our children. Right. Uh, presumably, like, maybe not. So you're saying they're going to reboot Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I'm 60. That I'm going to complain about it to my grandkids about how it's not like the real Ninja Turtles when I was Right. And six. your child will also complain about how it's not like the Ninja Turtles from like 2014 or whatever right now maybe like this example doesn't exactly work for us because our children aren't in in the age but like this is just the cycle so it's like so it's like every 20 years they're just or like 20 or 30 years they're just going to reboot everything from 20 or 30 years prior but all the stuff that will be reboot reboot fodder in like 2030 is stuff that was already rebooted from like 1990 right that's kind of what this guy was getting at right Anyway, well, here's what I have to what, what I want to know. What? What does that have to do with guitars? Well, what it has to do with guitars <laughs> is this week's flip of the week Whoa! goes to Adam Dolhanic. Adam Dolhanic. Uh, he posted this into the secret inner circle group. Secret eating, which you can be a part of if all all you have to do is send us ten dollars a month. Sixtycyclehum.podbean.com for get, our crowdfunding information. You get to be our official best friends. How do you know you're our best friend? Because you send us ten dollars every month. It's just like in elementary school when that bully would come by, and we're the bully. And instead <laughs> of just taking your money and buying lunch, we're gonna make shirts and send them to you. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> and if we if we ever get the chance, we'll give you a wedgie, a oh loving wedgie. Uh, so this week's then there's the title of the episode: loving wedgie. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Write it down. I am writing this down. <laughs> All right, Adam got a really good flip in. Uh, he said that he bought a Supermoon Chrome for yep. 180 From Mr. Black Pedals. Mr. Black Pedals. We need to hit up Mr. Black. I've been a big fan of his article on uh, pedal power yeah. for a long time. It's a really great, really comprehensive article with a lot of dirty words in it. Uh, <laughs> but it really lets you know exactly what's going on. And it's got sound samples at the end, which really make things clear is because there's all this marketing information out there like, oh, do you have true isolated power? Do you have this and that power? You know, whatever. 
mm-hmm. and he does tests of each kind of power with each different kind of pedal power. And guess what? It's not that one is noiseless and one isn't. It's just one makes one kind of noise and another makes another kind of right. noise. So it's kind of like you have to pick your poison. Each one is going to have its flaw. And I just think it was a really revealing article. I think you should. everyone should look it up if they have questions about power supplies. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of really nerdy stuff in there that I didn't understand, but maybe you'll understand. But there's also a lot of plain language stuff in there that is just good to have in mind if you want to be realistic about power. Yeah. So I know the uh, Mr. Black Supermoon was a super popular reverb for a while. It still is. Um, I don't see it talked about quite as much. It's kind of like a shim verb sort of thing, right? Or like a modulated reverb? I've never used one. Yeah, I think it's either. a modulated reverb of sorts. Okay. Yeah, I've never used one. It's one of these ambient verbs that, that everyone loves. Yeah. But Adam had the Supermoon Chrome, which is like a special edition of sorts. Yeah, from I guess. what I understand, it was made. Why am I saying of sorts? I so have much? no idea because you're a fancy gentleman. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> you are smoking that that weird pipe there, the big Sherlock Holmes pipe. Oh my gosh! And you are wearing a silk ascot, so <laughs> you are a gentleman. Uh, <laughs> uh, from what I understand, the Supermoon Chrome was a special edition made for ProGuitarShop.com. Pro uh, you'd know them from all the demos they do on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and from what I understand. It has an extra, like, 30 seconds of decay time on it. So you 30 get, seconds? Yeah, you get a lot more reverb decay. It's a lot of decay. And there's something special about the blending knob where you can dial the dry signal all the way out. So basically, you can... This one is just a lot more reverbery. Right. Reverbery? I don't know. Reverb- I think you made that up. <laughs> reverb Reverbish? So there's Adam, a lot more reverb in this box. Right. So Adam bought this for $180. He sold it for 275. Boom. Uh, that's a solid $95 profit. I mean, if you ask me, that's $95. That is $95. I don't know if he did any shipping, but that sounds like $95 to me. That's pretty good. That's yeah. that's a uh that's more than a 50% return on his investment. Uh, 180? Okay, yeah. I see, I see the direction you're going. Yeah. yeah he, he uh, 190 would have been... 95 times 2 is 190. Yes. Right, right, right. So that would have been 50% if he, right. if he bought it for uh, 190. But he bought it for 180, so he got ahead of the 50% curve. A little ahead of the curve. Yeah, but that's, that's really good. That's a good ratio. Good job, Adam. Yeah, good flip. Uh, if you've got something that you think could be the flip of or score of the week, so if you either got a great deal on something or you bought something cheap and made a, a good profit on it, let us know, uh, 60cyclehumcast at gmail.com. Sure, or you could post it on the Facebook group, or you could uh, tag us on your Instagram. Uh, you could even try to do something on Twitter, even though we're not as active there. I'm semi-active on Twitter. Yeah, a little bit I active. I check it like once a day. Didn't we get an interesting message from... Like Paul Roney or something on there the other day? Uh, Yeah, I forgot what it was about. Yeah, I got a ding on my phone. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, it was a message? And, th- and then I totally forgot. Not a message, but he like replied to something that we oh, did. Oh, yeah, we were talking about something. Yeah. You so and I see him. her conversation between Paul and I. Oh, okay. So I should, uh, I should see my way out? I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, the topic. Topic. We're ripping through this pretty quick. 
Okay. That's I'll good, slow though. Down. That's good. We've got we to gotta do one more episode tonight, Steve. We're going to make it. This is our three-episode three session three night. Three-episode session. We're going to clear out the whole month of August in one night. It's going to be awesome because I'm going to go on vacation, and so I'm not going to be around to record Vacations. that third episode. You take them. I'm looking forward to it, man. I need a break. All right. This was sent to us by Ben Caffrey. Is he uh, in any way uh, connected to uh, McCaffrey Audio? No, because his last name is Caffrey, not McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. Well, now I just sound like an idiot. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Similar, yeah, just a similar name, huh? Just without the Mick. Yeah. Ben says, hey, guys, I thought this is an interesting question. Uh, this is from a Premiere Guitar thing that was on the Google+. Um, and it says, most gearheads fall into two camps one that ones that only look to buy american-made products and ones who don't really care where their equipment originates from does the location where a piece of gear is made influence your purchases why or why not and they got a picture of like a squire like a classic vibe telecaster and next to uh what looks like some kind of like usa strat usa strat sort of looking deal yeah Oh, man. What do you think about this, man? Does it affect my purchases? Sure. Uh, I only own one USA guitar that I'm aware of. The Gibson? The Gibson. All the fenders I have are Mexican. uh, And everything else I have is probably Korean. I don't think I have anything in my J or MIC right now. I own one... Two. I probably have an MIT. Three. I think I own four Japanese guitars right now. Nice. Uh, I do own two American... No, nah, one American-made guitar. I think two Mexican-made guitars. Um, now, some of this stuff I'm, like, trying to sell. Uh-huh, of course. One... I've, I don't think I own any Chinese-made guitars right now. But I, I might own one Korean guitar and one Indonesian, maybe. I'm not sure. I think it's a little odd that this this post... Where did it come from? From Premier Guitar? From Premier Guitar. Uh, I think it's a little odd that this post decides to split guitarists into two camps. The kind that buy American guitars and the kind that buy guitars from other places. That's a weird line to take. I think that's... Because I think everyone kind of buys them all, right? Uh, I've seen a lot of guys who will only buy U.S.-made guitars because they want to support U.S. companies and support U.S. branding. But that's more of a, that's more of a political decision, right? Even if it's a political decision, it's still like a mental process. Though, I don't know how many of those guys would forego their stance uh, in order if, if it meant buying like a Duesenberg. Sure. Uh, which is a, quote, German company. Right, but it's still made in Korea, right? That's my understanding. Right, is right. That at least part of the process is done in, in Korea in the same factories that do reverence guitars. I mean, there's all sorts of companies that... If you're, if you're looking for a quality thing and you're just stuck on Gibson-style guitars and Strat-style guitars, then, yeah, the, the USA stuff is the top level of the quality because that's just how they have their uh, business structure organized. 
And even then, I, you know, I think there are a good number of. I mean, we, you know, MIJs are famous for being excellent. Yeah. Depending on the model. Yeah. And the year. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. What were you going to say? Uh, I think there are some companies that might do uh, like the Gibson thing. Uh, that are importing but are doing it to at least a pretty strong level. I'm thinking of like the Orvilles and the Bernies and the Tokais. Sure. Um, and you, like Edwards uh, that are going to be Japanese guitars. There's something to be said for like I want to buy a U.S. made instrument because I want it to say Gibson on it and I want Gibson USA. Sure, sure. Uh, and th- so there's like a brand affiliation. But I think a lot of it is kind of like the same mentality that of people who are like Oh, I only drive Ford or Chevy or sure. or Mopar or whatever, and I think you tend to find those people. And then, like, I think a lot of people who will, like, I think a lot of people who will drive Toyota are totally down to drive like Nissan, yeah, or Honda or Subaru or whatever else. But you, there is a tendency to that it's like USA versus the world in terms of economics and in terms of what products you choose to buy um well I, th- I think there's a certain element to where it's like if you want americans to have jobs and you need to buy products that give americans jobs sure uh, i think there's that element but what if your job is as a factory designer yeah so you only get paid when some when an american company builds a factory in china what if your what if your job is a uh, a sales representative uh, who makes the calls and sells these imported guitars in America? I think there's there's this idea that the manufacturing is the main part of the income right. and the main part that money gets into the U.S. Right. But there's so much infrastructure for these companies in the U.S. It's not just in the manufacturer. These companies. Can, a lot of these companies can exist because they can have these guitars made elsewhere. Sure. If they had to make them in the U.S., they wouldn't be able to exist. Right. And, you know, I've seen the argument made that... And so they're employing people that who wouldn't have jobs because these companies get to exist. Yeah, and, they're and employing I, people in the U.S. And I've seen the argument made that, like, Fender selling the Mexican Strat at, at, at that being really, like, their lower tier probably highest selling model in terms of volume the, the uh-huh. fender standard stratocaster from mexico um that the fact that they're able to make those relatively cheaply and sell so many of them will actually like subsidize some of the cost for the fender usa stuff sure uh, i don't know if that's really true but i wouldn't surprise me if that was at least partially the case sure um, now, all this being said, something that we've talked about a lot on here um, is U.S. made versus like other country made other products like effects. Sure. And I know we've taken like a, a fairly strong stance, not like an absolutist stance. Well, by that's any means. not even really about the country of origin. It's about the ethics behind the build. And the design, right? That's true. So any a company could do the same thing as, uh, you know, like a a Joyo or a Behringer in the U.S. And we would still be like, oh wow, you're just cloning Boss pedals. That's true. That's it, true. And they'd be building them in the U.S. It'd be a lot more expensive, and there'd be no reason to do that. Uh, but uh, it would still just be like, okay, what's the deal? Or like the companies that go out 
and make full like aesthetic clones of like Wampler pedals. Yeah. That's coming out of China right now. Right. And that's crazy. That's not all right. Right. You know, and that's, it's not, you know, I, I, I understand that. I, I, I'm not, I'm not down for supporting that. Sure. Um, you know, I think the thing that's tough is I, whenever I see like the hardcore, like gotta have a made in America guitar folks, um, is that there's not a, like a ton of experience in it with playing other stuff. And again, like I sort of get the mentality from like a want, want to support your brother, uh-huh. you know, sort of a thing. But I mean, if you have the, if you have the, the income and you have the, the funds laying around to buy us everything and that's what you want to do, I'm not going to tell you no. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say you're wrong. There's, go go you know buy a freaking cow or a Roni. Go buy a Ronin. You know. Yeah. Go buy a go buy a Matthews effect. Yeah. You know get get a JHS pedal stuff that's that's handmade in the U.S. or hand designed in the U.S. or or whatever know, they do or whatever whatever the companies <laughs> are doing now in the U.S. But it's being done in the U.S. Yeah. It, there's a lot of complicated facets to this. I don't know if there's really a, a right or wrong way to do it. I think my approach has become one of if I want to buy something I want to get the absolute best price I can and I want it to be something that has a function that works for me sure so for me like if I want like um you know like just something that I know is going to sound like ratty dirty grungy kind of a thing like I'm already thinking like oh I want like 1960s off-brand like whether that's uh, imported in my J yeah or like Sears Silvertone which is American made but you know I think by the time you look at the by the time you kind of do what we do which is look at the used market it doesn't really matter who made it because they're not seeing any of that money anyway yeah I mean we're we're on the tail end of the market here so it's like if we buy a used Yamaha yeah does it matter our money's literally staying in our country because we're selling and buying within the country. Right. A lot of times staying within our geography because we are doing it through Craigslist. Yeah. So it's like that that money's staying in our city or in our yeah. town. Some guy down the street is going to use that $200 to go buy drugs. <laughs> yeah, probably in a lot of cases. <laughs> or pay rent or something or uh, go buy another guitar probably. Pay off... Pay another month back to the government on a student loan. Yeah, student loan. You bought all those guitars, now you got to sell them to pay for that student yeah. loan. Maybe you shouldn't have taken out the student loan to buy all these guitars. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have been a music major. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, we're gonna get hate mail for that one. We never get hate mail. Well, we get hate posts on the Facebook group. That's true. Well, not hate, but you know, strongly disagree. Okay. We got some comments on the Confederate flag thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. I think people... It was a healthy conversation. I think it was healthy. I think some people are, you know, obviously it's... I don't want to get too deep into this, but... Are we revisiting this topic? <laughs> I, I, I understand... Ryan that Burke. I understand the people who are upset on each side. I can relate. You know, That's you all know I gotta what? say. I understand the people who are upset... That my last name doesn't rhyme with bro. <laughs> I saw that conversation on the Facebook group 
Or like people were trying to figure out how to say your name. Yeah. Yeah. Newsflash. It's Rao. It's Rao. Welcome. Yeah. Just rhymes with wow. Yeah. Welcome to 60 Cycle Hum, episode 83. My last name is Rao. And my last name is Burke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's just boring old Burke. All right. So, um, what's our song this week? We don't have a song this week. What? I know, right? Uh, that, and you know whose fault that is? Uh, the listeners? It's the listeners' fault, because they didn't send us a song, and they didn't invite new people into our community to have new songs. Maybe it's my and fault, because I haven't started that Marshall, Marshall Stack uh, singer-songwriter band, <laughs> one-man band yet. You guys all dropped the ball. Uh, we all are... Just, Steve and I are disappointed Shame in you. Shame on you. Shame on you. You didn't send us songs. What are we going to do now? Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a national anthem. Okay. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Later. Later.